Blood and Butterflies continued. Chapter 4. Maria woke at 5 a.m. Her husband was asleep on the couch as he had been asked. She felt sort of guilty because she had been so mean, but she also felt very relieved because he had not woken up and tried to come into the bedroom. She knew she didn't have to be at work until 9 a.m., but she was determined now and wasn't going to put things off any longer. She was going to go to Home Depot before work and get a lock for her bedroom door. She lay back down and thought maybe she would sleep some more because she had plenty of time, but she knew she would fall asleep again and just start to dream of Tim. She couldn't get him off her mind, so she took off her night slip and decided to take a long shower. She stood naked in front of the mirror in the bathroom. God, I look old in the morning. She rubbed her eyes and tried to smile at her image, but it was a smile without meaning. The warm water felt good as it cascaded over her. It was like Tim's hands caressing her. She started to smile for real now as the image of him came into her mind and kissing and the hugging. And then she got the soap in her eyes and Tim's image left her. She washed the soap out with water and turned her back to the shower head. She smiled again as she took the soap and started to clean herself. She wanted to think of Tim, but another image was coming in her mind. The water reminded her of the softness of another woman. She thought to herself, no wonder so many women experiment with other women. She had in the past, and because it, it's like the water, soft, warm, flowing, she thought to herself, molding its wetness around you. She kept thinking, sensing and probing all the most erotic parts. It touches your soul. Then she giggled at the thought of water touching her soul. Suddenly, Tim's image came back into her mind and she was really starting to wake up and she started to wash. She started to wash her sacred parts with the bar of soap. The kissing, the wanting, and the excitement of the game the night before, it had all been so masculine. Baseball, the crowd, the noise, his smell, and his lips touching hers. She could feel again the passion in their kisses. She touched herself. And it felt very good. She was strong and determined now that she would make the changes in her life that she needed to for her own happiness. The morning for Tim was not as good. Last night when he had returned, he had been met with the cold shoulder from his wife and older daughter. His younger daughter, April, was a bit more sympathetic towards him, but not that much. He left the house without a good morning, goodbye, or have a good day. Instead, his wife was standing with her hands on her hips, shaking her head and saying with anger, I still can't believe you ran off on your own without telling us yesterday. That was just wrong, and you know it. Maria was very determined. She dressed quickly after her shower and quietly left the apartment. She went to Home Depot and bought a lock, she felt sort of out of place with all the construction guys there early in the morning because she was dressed in her clothes for work. Several guys started to follow her around the store. She searched for the lock she needed. When she left the store, she realized it was still way too early to go to work, and she definitely didn't want to go back to her apartment and wait. 
she decided to stop and have breakfast. She didn't really eat much in the morning, but she needed to kill some time, so she stopped at a Denny's on the way back to her apartment. She picked up a newspaper from one of the newspaper stands in front and went inside. <clears throat> there was no one in the front, so she walked over to an empty booth and sat down. The headlines had a full-page picture of the Angels winning the World Series. It made her smile, and it made her think of Tim. Hi, my name is Susie. Can I get you some coffee? said the waitress. Maria, still smiling, looked up from the paper and saw a very attractive Asian woman holding a pencil and ordering pad. The woman was smiling because Maria was still smiling from thinking about Tim. Yes, some, some coffee would be nice, replied Maria. Susie turned and walked away toward the kitchen to get the coffee. Maria watched her as she walked away and admired her body. She didn't know why. Maybe because she was still aroused from last night or, or from her shower in the morning, or maybe this waitress just reminded her of, of someone she used to know. She wasn't sure, but she really enjoyed watching the girl walk. She was petite, but with a nice, firm body. Instinctively, Maria looked around to see if anyone had noticed her staring at the waitress, but there was only a couple in a booth, and they were talking to each other. Maria held the paper in front of her like she was reading, but really she was just daydreaming. She was thinking about the only time she had ever been with another woman. She was thinking about the softness and the details of their night together. Susie came back with the coffee, and again, they smiled at each other. Maria ordered some pancakes and then tried to read the paper in earnest. Susie returned with the pancakes and noticed the big headline on the paper that Maria was holding. Angels win the World Series. She set down the pancakes in front of Maria and asked, Did you see the game? I don't really know much about sports, but I watched with my roommate and boyfriend. It was really exciting. Maria smiled. Now that she was close to Maria, and she could see that she had very smooth skin and pretty eyes. Yes, I, I was at the game yesterday, actually, and it, it was very exciting, Maria replied, thinking of Tim now. She was noticing the soft-colored lip gloss on Susie's lips. Really? You were actually there? Susie replied as she refilled Maria's coffee. Yes, I was really there. I was very lucky. My boss gave me two tickets. I went with a friend from work, Maria replied. She was wondering how the word friend sounded as she said it to Susie because she wanted Tim to be more than a friend. Wow, you were lucky. I heard the tickets were selling for well over a $1,000 a piece, said Susie, who was admiring the nice blue blouse and business suit that Maria was wearing. She wondered if this customer was an important businesswoman, maybe a lawyer or a doctor or something. I was thinking of selling them, but I'm glad I went to the game instead. It was really a lot of fun, replied Maria again, thinking of Tim. Susie smiled at Maria again, wishing she were a businesswoman rather than a waitress at Denny's. Well, let me know if you need anything else. Susie turned and walked back toward the kitchen with Maria watching her walk. Halfway to the kitchen, Susie turned, and they both flashed a charming yet brief smile at each other. Maria ate her pancakes and read some of the newspaper. 
Susie came over to give her the bill. They chatted again, and Maria reached in her purse and gave Susie one of her business cards and asked her to call sometime. She thought maybe, maybe they could go shopping or something. She seemed nice. Maria was happy that the time had passed and she could start her day this way. She stopped back at her apartment complex, gave the lock to the manager, and asked if he could install it in her bedroom door. She felt a bit embarrassed, but he was very polite and said he would take care of it. She then headed off to work. <clears throat> Tim and Maria did not see each other at work on Monday until late in the afternoon. Tim again had received a call from the head of homicide. I've got another report on two more gang-related homicides. Mexican-American gang members were shot this time. They were found late last night on L.A. Tuna Canyon Road in Malibu. That's county land outside the city limit. You know that, Tim. So it's the jurisdiction of the Malibu Sheriff's Department. But I think it's something you might want to look into in case it's related to the other shooting. It says in the report they were most likely both shot with a 22 caliber bullet from a handgun. It could just be a coincidence, but with the two shootings over the weekend and the same caliber bullet, and handgun, it seems odd. I want you to look over the printout I have here, call the sheriff's department in Malibu, and compare notes with them. I'll send down Maria with the report. Oh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the game last night, Tim. I am the one who gave her those tickets, you know. Tim was a little shocked. Oh, oh, oh thanks, boss. I really enjoyed the game. She told me that you'd given them to her. He was nervous. And he didn't know if he wanted to see Maria. He had been hoping that, sh that she would just not show up today and the day would pass and he wouldn't have to see her. He was feeling guilty and unsure if what he did was right last night. Well, I am glad she took you. I know you're a big baseball fan, said Mr. McIntosh. Thanks, boss, Tim said as he wondered what else his boss knew about his trip to the game yesterday. He didn't think Maria would say anything else. As a matter of fact, he was sure she wouldn't, but she could have lied and said she took someone else. This time, Tim did not leave his desk and go to the vending machines to, so he could come back to see Maria standing at his desk with her backside to him. It wasn't something he thought of consciously. It was just that they had taken the flirting past innocent fun by going to the game and acting like, young high school lovers, they were now on the border of entering dangerous territory, and it was exciting, but they both knew it could be a problem. Tim was trying to tell himself he would end it right here and now. He was a bit nervous and scared about seeing Maria where she brought the report down. He was confused about what he would say to her, so he kept his eyes down on the desk and pretended like he was looking at paperwork, but but the papers were just blurry, and his mind was running a thousand miles an hour. He tried silently rehearsing what to say to her, but the image of her body pressed up against his as they kissed kept coming into his mind. As Tim was staring blankly at his desk, he could feel Maria coming, so he looked up. There she was, smiling and holding out the file as she sauntered up close to the front of his desk. Hi, Mr. Sloan. She addressed him, emphasizing the mister, but at the same time raising her eyebrows in a sensually pro provocative way. 
Hi, Maria. Tim answered back as his eyes went from hers and then down slowly to the papers in her hand, continuing on to take in a deeply filling gaze at her breast, everything in his mind about ending what they had not even yet started disappeared in an instant of misty passion. Tim looked back up at her eyes and smiled. Thanks for bringing the papers down. I had a great time with you last night at the game. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Well, I'm a bit tired because I woke up very early this morning. Then Maria leaned over Tim's desk, and Tim almost thought she would kiss him. But she stopped and smiled softly as her eyes darted to either side to be sure no one was watching them. I've been thinking about you. I really enjoyed being with you at the game. Tim whispered back, me too. When can we get together again, Maria said, wanting to kiss him so badly that she could feel herself starting to tremble. We have to be careful, Maria, around here. Let me think of something, and, and, and I will send you a note or something, Tim replied. Okay, that sounds good. I'll be waiting, Tim. Maria smiled again, looked around, turned, and hurried back to her office. Knowing Tim was watching her walk, she turned the last minute and smiled at him one more time just as she rounded the corner into the hall. It was that last smile that sealed their fate because even though Tim talked and thought like he wanted to meet her again, he, he really thought and talked like he wouldn't. He, he didn't want to cheat on his wife. That would just be too much guilt on his mind and he knew it. Also, the ramifications of having an affair at work were too much to think about. So as Maria walked away, he thought, I, that's it, I'm not, I'm not, I can't go through with this. So he tried not to watch, but he couldn't help it. And he talked under his breath to himself saying, okay, just leave her alone, Tim, as he watched her. But then the last second she turned and smiled and he smiled back and all those thoughts and all the guilt buried themselves under a soft pile of silken passions. Tim told himself he had work to do so he could block the thought of kissing Maria out of his mind. He noticed his palms were sweating as he opened the file. He smiled to himself and thought of Maria in bed with him but then quickly shook his head, trying to take the images away so he could focus on the paperwork in front of him. But he couldn't. He was staring blankly at the papers and trying to decide if he should go through with it, but he knew he would. It would be worse if he figured if she was single, but she was also married, so maybe that made it less bad, he told himself. He told himself that people had affairs all the time. He told himself that if that it would be very easy if he was careful and no one else found out in the office. For sure, though, Linda couldn't find out, he told himself. He decided if he did get together with Maria again, he had to plan it out very carefully. It couldn't be a spur of the moment, like going to the ball game type of thing. He knew that was a mistake. It could have been a disaster. Also, he told himself he would have to end this relationship at some point exactly when he wasn't sure because he was Maria was extremely hot and extremely sexy and his wife hadn't been that way with him not much in the past few years he told him the worst thing he could do for both him and Maria because they were both married would be to fall in love with her there was no way he could let that happen 
at least not for now, told himself. Eventually, his thoughts of Maria faded and he focused on the report in front of him. It was a synopsis, a synopsis of a double homicide that had occurred the night before. It appeared there had been a car chase or a race and then a shooting. It all seemed like typical gang activity, except that it had taken place in the Malibu Hills. That was odd. He called the given number for the Malibu Sheriff's Department so he could talk with the investigating officer. Hi, Tim Sloan here. I'm with the LAPD Gang Task Force, sir. Hi, I'm Stephen Breeze. I, I work for Homicide here. What can I do for you? replied Mr. Breeze. Tim guessed from the tone of Stephen's voice that this was not going to be very productive. Though they both were in law enforcement, the LAPD and the L.A. County Sheriff's Department had never been on the best of terms. They cooperated when it was necessary, but there was always an underlying aura of animosity. The Sheriff's Department ran the L.A. County jail system, and they did it their way. They had always caused tension from other law enforcement agencies. Tim had his job, though, and so he continued. We had a we had a, a, a crip here shot near South Central last Friday night. He was shot with one bullet in the back of the head with a twenty two caliber handgun. My boss gave me the summary of your shooting last night and said that a twenty two caliber handgun was also used. He thinks we should compare notes just in case there is a connection. Do you have full tests on the bullets back yet? Sure, sure, we can compare notes. No, the results on the bullets won't be in until tomorrow morning. We don't do things as fast as you guys. What I can tell you is that it was two Mexican gang members shot, not Crips. It appears they were either racing or being chased down when they were shot. One of them had a gun, but he never got a shot off. We are making castings of the other car's tire treads, and we also have a few pretty clean footprints, so we know it was just one person involved. I will send you over the details on the bullets as soon as I get them, and you can send me the report on the other shooting, replied Mr. Breeze. Probably the soonest I can get the report over to is tomorrow afternoon. You know how entrenched the bureaucracy is here, said Tim. Mr. Breeze laughed at the comment, and they hung up. Now that the immediacy of his work was done, Tim allowed his mind to wander back to Maria. He was trying to think of a way they could meet again. He would have to manipulate a few things around so it would work out for both of them. But he was a detective, and he knew he could do that. He had an idea now. He picked up the phone, and he called his boss. Sir, I just talked with the Malibu Sheriff's Department. I spoke with Stephen Breeze. He is handling the homicides. He wanted to know if we could meet in person and exchange files. I think it might be a good idea if I go up there tomorrow afternoon. You know you know how much they can delay things if they don't get their way. So, it, well, it's his suggestion. I think it might be the best way. That will be fine, Sloan. I'm glad you informed me. You're going there tomorrow afternoon. Some of the idiots around here would just go and not tell me anything replied McIntosh. Tim smiled. Things were working out pretty well. Now he just had to discreetly talk to Maria. Tim wrote a note for her asking if she could take off tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. He explained about driving out to Malibu and told her they could 
they, they could have some time alone. He had to wait, though, until 6 p.m. because he knew that was the time she got off work. He then headed out to the parking structure and waited casually around her car. There were a lot of employees leaving at the time, and Tim felt awkward until Maria showed up. He had a big smile and a big hug for her. She was very surprised to see him. Tim looked around and felt embarrassed at the idea that he had hugged her right in the parking lot and that someone might have seen them. He handed her the note and told her he really wanted to see her and then hurried away, hoping he had not been seen by anyone. Maria sat in her car and read the note. She giggled and knew she had her chance to be with Tim again. As she drove home, she imagined them at the ballpark again. The kissing had been so heavenly. She shivered at the thought of how the rest of the next day would be. Maria stopped at the manager's apartment before she went upstairs to her apartment and picked up the keys to the new lock he had installed for her bedroom door. Fortunately, he didn't ask any questions, but rather just handed her the keys and gave her an odd smile. When she went inside, her two, two sons were eating chips and watching the television. Where's your father? she asked them. Her younger son, Leo, came over to her and gave her a hug. Dad left just before you got here. Did the two of you finish your homework, she asked. Sort of, replied her older son. That means you didn't finish your homework, Maria said with her hands on her hips as she put her purse down. I want that TV off, and I want you two to go to your room and finish your homework before you watch TV. Maria checked her phone messages and then went to the kitchen to cook dinner. She guessed Felix had gone off to be with his friends and get drunk. She knew if he left, then she would have to find someone to help her out with the kids. She would need someone who could pick them up from school and watch them until she returned home from work. As she was cooking, everything started to overwhelm her a little bit. She suddenly remembered that she had to call work so she could take the afternoon off and spend it with Tim. But she didn't know if she should, but she did it anyway. She called her boss's messenger service and said she had to go to her son's school for a meeting with the teachers tomorrow in the afternoon. She needed to leave work at 2 p.m. When she hung up the phone, though, she started to weep. Something bothered her. Then she realized that was the first time she had ever told a lie to her boss. She thought to herself, lying is not good, Maria. One lie always leads to the next. She promised herself that would be the last time she would lie to her boss. She also promised herself that she would not fall in love with Tim, even if they met. She would meet him tomorrow and maybe, maybe meet him again a few more times. She would enjoy him, but it was her right. She deserved it. But she would not get involved with him for long term because he was married. Maybe she would meet someone in the future after Felix left, she thought. Maybe, hopefully, hopefully Felix would get the message and move out, she thought. She knew it would be hard on the kids, but she couldn't accept being treated the way she was being treated. All this ran through her mind, and she was trying to cook dinner, and she was weeping at the same time. Not a lot, but the tears kept welling up. She wanted her own life. But she didn't want to become a person that lied all the time just to get the things she wanted. She wished Felix would change, but she knew that was not going to happen. She wished that Tim was single, but 
he wasn't. After dinner, Maria spent time playing and talking with her two boys. They laughed together and had fun. She put them to bed and then locked herself in her bedroom. She liked the feeling of being secure, and she also enjoyed knowing that when and if Felix came home, he couldn't come into the bed drunk and put his hands on her. She fell asleep quickly and slept very well for the first time in a long time. Felix did come home drunk and late. He slept in the living room on the couch. When Tim returned home from work Monday at 6.35 p.m., he was expecting the worst. He was sure his wife would still be mad about him having gone to the game the day before. Instead, she was in the kitchen cooking dinner and wearing a very short tennis skirt. The girls were in their rooms doing their homework as usual. Tim entered the house through the back door, as he always did. It was connected to the garage. The door led right to the kitchen. Hi, honey. How was work today? Linda asked as he turned and gave Tim a kiss on the cheek and as well a big, nice hug. She smiled at him in an inviting way. Tim smiled back, but he was confused because he was sure she would still be mad. Work was fine, he answered as he backed away a little from her embrace. I thought you would still be upset at me for, for going to the game yesterday. Linda gave a little pout. No, we all need to have a little fun once in a while. Really, I thought about it and understand. I know you really like baseball, but Colleen is upset, and she doesn't understand why you couldn't have taken her to the game. You know she loves sports just like you do. She gets that from you, honey. Uh, you're right. I'll have to do something to make it up to her. So, so what's with this skirt, this tennis skirt, Tim asked looking down at her as she turned back to the sofa, The skirt was very short. Linda turned halfway around to face him and made sure the skirt flew up a little so he could see. She was wearing a thong underneath. So do you like it? It's really short, huh? I told you a few weeks ago, Tim, I was thinking of taking tennis lessons. You said that would be a good idea. You said I needed to exercise more. So I took my first lesson today. Linda was hoping he wouldn't ask too much more. The reality was she was still upset. He had gone to the game, but didn't want to have any more conflicts with him. She didn't believe for a minute that he had gone to the game on his own. She didn't really care if he did or he didn't. He had been too distant lately. He didn't cuddle with her that often, but instead would stay up late watching sports in the den. They rarely went out together. He didn't even take her or the girl to places that he used to when they were younger. Life was becoming very routine and very boring. She had really enjoyed the time she had spent at her tennis lesson. Tim didn't need to know that the only reason she had decided to take any lessons at all was because three weeks earlier, that tall, handsome, very fit, and younger guy had given her his number in the market. He had told her he taught tennis but really he was hitting on her and she knew it. Today was her second lesson and she didn't tell Tim she had taken a lesson the previous Monday. Today, the lesson had progressed a little further than the first one. She had bought the tennis skirt and she had worn the thong bikini panties underneath. 
She could see the tennis instructor was getting turned on, and she just loved the fact that she could turn him on. She knew she was in pretty good shape, even though Tim thought she wasn't. She was the one who walked all the time, and she was the only one that walked the two dogs. Sometimes she even jogged with them. Tim just didn't appreciate her. Maybe he was hitting on some woman at his work or something. She really didn't know. She just knew that the tennis instructor thought she was in great shape and that she turned him on. The lesson today had been very professional, just like the first one. She figured he had to have a girlfriend or something because he was just too good-looking. He said he didn't, though, when they talked afterwards. Then she made a point to bend over while picking up the loose balls, and she could tell he really got excited. That was when he hinted at them meeting sometime other than for tennis. It was all harmless flirting and really just a fun game for her until, until the very end of the lesson. They had stood face to face just talking about her tennis game was progressing and then when they said goodbye to meet again next Monday for the lesson, they both leaned in and kissed. It was a friendly kiss, but there was a hint of something more and Linda liked it. Tim was standing near the doorway now to the living room, looking back at his wife, and she leaned, leaned over the stove in her new tennis skirt. He liked her legs, but his mind drifted to Maria and the rendezvous they had planned for the following day. He didn't know if he should go through with it now. Before he headed upstairs to shower before dinner, he turned and said to her, Well, well I'm glad you're taking up a sport, honey. This is really good for you. Linda turned gave him a cute, sarcastic smile. Chapter 5, Tuesday, October 29th. Tim and Maria met at 2 p.m. in front of the entrance to the large parking structure at their work. They hadn't seen each other all day at work and because Maria hadn't come into work, and both were worried whether the other would show up as they had planned. When they both showed up, though, at the same time, they knew they would go through with it. They smiled at each other, and the anticipation they each felt hung in the air like the scent of jasmine on a spring afternoon. Hi, Maria, said Tim, smiling ear to ear. Maria acted a bit shy and only half smiled, trying to hold back for now. Can you take your car and follow me? I have to meet with a detective at the Malibu Sheriff's Department and pick up a report from him. You can wait in the parking lot for me. It shouldn't take very long at all, and then... We can go somewhere together. Tim smiled. He was trying to be confident. He knew all the women liked confident men. The problem was he was trying to act confident. And the reality was he didn't feel confident at all. Actually, he had been thinking most of the day about Linda and her tennis skirt. Normally, he would have been very turned on and had a wonderful night with his wife. But last night, he slept early, thinking he needed the energy for his meeting with Maria today. Trying to cheat on his wife with Maria was just becoming way too crazy and stressful. But he felt the momentum taking control of him, and he knew there was no way he could go back now. Maria had no reservations whatsoever. When she left for work in the morning, Felix was passed out again on the couch as usual, the alarm clock was set near his head so he could get up, take the boys to school, and go to work. She knew he had no desire to change at all. Hopefully, at some point, he would be sober enough so they could talk, but 
For now, the fact that he slept on the couch and left her alone was good enough. Not only did Maria want to be with Tim, but also she felt like she deserved it. She felt like she deserved to enjoy life and start living again, even if she had a brief affair with a married man from work. She smiled at Tim again and leaned forward, giving him a soft kiss on the cheek. Sure, Tim, I can follow you. It took about 25 minutes for them to drive to the sheriff's department in Malibu. Maria waited in the car in the parking lot while Tim went inside and met with Stephen Breeze. The meeting went fast and was businesslike. Mr. Breeze was a large, heavy-set man who seemed to have a constant scowl. He looked... He took one look that intimidated anyone, but really he was quite soft-hearted. He was older than Tim and obviously looked at Tim as an inferior officer. They exchanged reports and talked briefly about the homicide. They both agreed it was highly unlikely that the two homicides were linked, but they would know for sure when the results on the bullets were in the following day. The whole meeting took less than half an hour, and every minute of it, seemed to drag on for Tim because he knew Maria was waiting in her car outside in the parking lot. If she had to wait too long, she might get upset, and that would not be good for him. When he headed back to her car, she was contently listening to music. She was leaning back in her seat with her eyes closed and had unbuttoned the first few buttons of her blouse. Well, I'm done, Maria, said Tim with a big grin. Maria turned her head and rolled down the window all the way. She reached down and turned off the radio. You know, that wasn't too nice of you to make me just wait here in the car, Maria replied, just to see where she stood with him. Oh, I'm sorry, Maria, Tim said back apologetically. Maria smiled, now knowing he really was sorry. She was just anxious to be with him, somewhere else than in a parking lot of a sheriff's station. The conversation was frozen, and Tim had a quizzical look on his face as he was wondering now if either one of them really wanted to go through with it. This was when Maria leaned to the window, gently put her hand around Tim's neck, pulling him into her, and kissed him passionately. It sealed their fates. Where are we going now, Tim? There's a, hotel, there's a hotel a little ways down the coast highway. I sort of planned this out. I saw it when we drove up, and I, I made a reservation there, actually. Tim said, trying to sound as if he had not planned the whole escapade, but instead he was trying to act like it was all spontaneous. Okay, I will follow you again, Maria replied. She didn't really care, and she started to unbutton another one of the buttons on her blouse. Tim smiled and knew inside he was caught up in something that had went completely out of control. He felt like a teenager again. He could feel himself getting around.